0: Hello and welcome to the Keen On Things podcast, the best 30 minutes of sleep in show business. My goodness, it has been a minute. Yeah, sorry, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a few weeks. Uh, good to be here. Good to be here. As comedian Craig Coleman from Bakersfield, California says, it's good to be here. But then again, I'm from Bakersfield, California. So it's good to be anywhere, even if it's Bakersfield, because it's good to be alive, right? Uh, great joke great guy great comic he was Craig Coleman my buddy lives in LA he'll be at the uh, Matt Fultron gathering we're doing next month Craig Coleman was the launch for me into the LA fray not that anyone cares or is keeping tabs but uh, I went to the belly room at the comedy store one night because I lived right down the street on Sunset and uh, not Sun- uh, Sunset and Doheny right behind Gil Turner's I was in that little area little pool uh, that was shared by 30 people. Anyway, I went to the belly room to watch a buddy of mine who I started with, Christian Valet. Um, very funny man. He, a, a year in, this guy was doing shows at a club, like which is a big deal back then. I, now it's different. But he was uh, going up at the comedy store as a guest, not a bringer, not someone that, hey, he can bring 30 people guaranteed. We'll book him no matter what. He was a guest uh, in the belly room, the upstairs room, the smallest room, on a Tuesday night And he was going to stay at my place that night. He was up from Orange County. So Christian uh, is like, hey, I'm going to perform. So I went to watch Christian. And he was excellent, as always. He was excellent the first time. I mean, he just had it. Um, And Craig Coleman was on that show with Christian Valais. I talked to Craig after. I'm like, I loved your stuff. You're really funny. you got a great everything. And was telling about me. I was just starting. Christian and Coleman directed me to Bar Azur. I was 27, I think, at the time. And Bar Azur is where I met pretty much uh, every comic that was on the scene. Probably 40 comics that night. Met them or at least watched them. uh, Friends with so many of those guys to this day. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, that's a long way to go for nothing. But that's what this podcast is all about. Guys, it's been a while. Happy New Year. I was slammed for the past month. Probably the busiest I've ever been. We all are. We all were. So, no excuses. But I was stressed, packed schedule, terrible diet. Get it done, though. These are excuses. Um, and what paid the price? The podcast that doesn't pay me any money. Paid the Well, paid the price. No, it didn't pay the price. Um, but uh, anyway, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that stuff. But yeah, I, I was slammed on a, on, a, on a level I haven't been slammed in years. And that continues into January a little bit, but it's starting to ease up. So I'm excited. New Year's resolution, who knows? Same thing every year. Be more organized, time management, lock it down, right? Where is your time best spent in your own life? What can be cut out? Are you overextending yourself? Yes. Idle time is necessary, but uh, don't let it go to excess. I think it's Romeo and Juliet said something about how the devil loves you in your idle time or something like that. That doesn't sound right. Let me look that up. No, there are two separate quotes here. Uh, Romeo and Mercutio talk about dreams being a result of idle time. Dreams are the children or the byproduct of idle time. And then a separate quote is the devil makes work of your idle hands. Okay, so that was two different quotes. I tried to put them into one. Who knows? Um, so I was in Pittsburgh over the weekend. Amazing. Over the weekend, I was there for like six days. I was there for uh, before New Year's, through New Year's, and then a couple days, and then did Monday Night Football. Ben Roethlisberger's last home game uh in pittsburgh steel town because they play on the road next week in baltimore um so we did new Year's shows very fun my favorite holiday is new year's uh and why because it's the only global holiday gets the most people involved on the planet of any other holiday right it's primal um you know it's not religious or nation-based uh, there's a special collective exhaustion and renewal to it. I think it's uh, it's just very primitive. Uh, people are exhausted from the holidays. It's not as image driven as Christmas, so it's uh, y- you're not worried about photos and presents and travel and pictures, and you're you're just looking to have a good time with your koi bito, uh, which means loved one in Japanese. I just love that word koi love bito person. Um, your loved person, or, or whatever, your closest, or as few people as possible, or as many. People are just more into just straight enjoyment and less responsibility than Thanksgiving and Christmas are. Every other holiday, yeah, religion, nation-based. New, New Year's is all-encompassing. Chinese, Jewish, other New Year's even celebrate that kind of December 31st, January 1st transition. Uh, I just love it. Breaks us all down to our most basic form. It's not necessarily a harvest holiday like you see maybe in uh, autumn. Like we're a spring renewal. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. I was in Japan for two of them. Loved them both. A little different. And uh, I've been uh, on the road doing comedy for most of them in the last 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, fun. Doing shows. New Year's night is interesting because uh in pittsburgh we're at the pittsburgh improv a lot of people go out just to go out for a show it's new year's it's kind of dinner and champagne they're not necessarily comedy people and you could feel that new year's night you could feel that it was people just out to be out the next night january 1st which was saturday was incredible two fantastic shows that just carry that energy just carries you for so long hours and hours you know, you, whether you have a drink or not after, it just carries you into 2 a.m. and you're, and you're finally like, okay, I'm going to bed now, 3 a.m. without a drink. you just, maybe you have dinner, maybe you're just talking to people outside the club, uh, maybe you're just back in your hotel room watching a movie, listening to music, or you're just hanging out with the other comics. It, it just takes a while to come down from. Um, so we had fun both nights. New Year's Eve is a big night for comics. You, you usually want work somewhere, and you usually do get hired something. Um, club, cruise ship, whatever. But uh, it is good to have someone in your life so that you have someone to kiss on New Year's. Uh, I did not. I think I kissed the t- two other guy comics I was with. All right. So much has happened since last we spoke. It's been about three weeks, I think. So, uh, I don't know. Do I need to make this a monthly podcast? Well, I mean... It's been three weeks. So much has happened. Like we landed on the moon, since I was last on air. On air. So yeah, crazy December. So many shows. Um, the Ontario Improv, which was early December, seems like a hundred years ago. I almost said it seems like a month ago. What a moron. It's a hundred years ago. Show at La Cove in Costa Mesa. Um, that had a lot of the Orange County crew I started with. Was so damn fun what else okay we taped mascots we taped uh it's one of three or four trips i'm gonna need to make to austin texas texas you want me to take you back to texas we just got to montana i know where we just got to woodrow so we taped mascots uh we got a ton of footage two hours um gonna require dose or trace moss trips minimum austin amazing town University of Texas, a fine campus and school and following. Uh, The most merch is sold through that school, and they don't even need to be in the top 5, 10, 15, 20 football programs, basketball either. It's just such a brand that people, they identify with it, win or lose. Uh, But we got some good footage. It's funny because it's a huge undertaking, and you can't really have time for doubt. You just got to go with this project or maybe I'm just too old to care but we just went 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 made mistakes made mistakes made mistakes and you just grind get some juice out of that berry you you know you wonder at my age how many swings you have left Um, so you just get more specific and more you naturally economize your time and energy resources you really do I mean it's some like myself it takes a trillion failures some people can learn it in 10 failures it's just taken me a trail but uh, you do learn how to economize um, and not overextend yourself. Myself, Eric Sanders, my brother, Eric's brother, we went and we painted the town rust in Austin. Get it, rust—that's their color instead of red. Um, actually, it was already rust, but we added to that. It's weird to go to a city and not make it a drunk fest, right? We didn't drink. We were there. Uh, what was it? Because Pittsburgh was was crazy, and I'll get back to that. But Austin was. Um, was sober for four days because we had work to do and we were just kind of too tired and we had work the next day so we didn't go too big but it really was work uh we had some drinks one night but uh we're on our feet all day long every day going off script working different muscles body and mind exhausted but well worth the trip our goal for this is a final 30 minute piece that we can sell as a show um if some network wants to hire us or some streaming service wants to hire us to make shorter episodes, three-minute little <clears throat> bumpers, then we'll do it. Interstitials, we can do that. But uh, I want to do a 30-minute because I want to show how much can be covered in one episode and how it doesn't have to run out of uh, information or entertainment, and that we can go pretty deep on these. Uh, UT is a rich has a rich history, uh, but I believe there's 30 minutes of content with any program. Um yeah, so UT sells the most merch of any other college. Second place isn't even close. It, they are the only game in town because it's Austin. I mean, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, just a few hours away. Nebraska is definitely the only game in town in their state. You know, there's no Nebraska state. There's no uh, pro franchise coming out of Omaha or Lincoln. Um, I mean, I, if there's no other school or pro team near Austin, then of course they clean up. But there are so many colleges in Texas. It's like, why... Is this it? Anyway, the Longhorn represents Texas more than any other mascot possibly could. I mean, Aggies are fantastic, too. The whole agricultural thing, SMU Mustangs, uh, Rice Owls, uh, UTEP. I don't even know what UTEP's mascot is. Houston Cougs. But the Longhorn is the ultimate Texas representative. Uh, We had interviews and access to the school. We probably couldn't get on the Pacific Coast, right? Too much paranoia. Too much uh, red tape, especially in L.A., uh, especially with show business nearby, doing a USC or UCLA or a LMU, licenses, permits, just endless, right? People want money for taping anything and anywhere. People are worried where you're going to show it. Texas, it's just like, let's roll. Okay, we'll get that footage so you can check it out. Sure, if you do, great. If not, no problem. I'm just like, you guys, this is too good to be true. Uh, so we have to, a couple more trips, and then we'll start editing that footage soon and hopefully have it ready by... September. um i go back there president's day so that's uh six weeks okay holidays in arizona were great um i'm going there this weekend for a quick trip going to the cardinals game in the afternoon against the seahawks last regular season game of the year uh, it'll be two weeks in a row of nfl games weird Um, So much football. Rose Bowl was amazing. Ohio State is really the only team that can bring some balance to the SEC-dominated game of college football now. Lincoln Riley's left uh, Oklahoma, so they can't really do it. Hopefully he can do it at SC in a season or three. They're probably a couple seasons away. But other than that, it's going to be Bama, Georgia, Clemson as ACC. Um, And that's it for the next couple years and probably take uh, the LSU Brian Kelly guy a little while as well. And they're talking about Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan um, and going to either the Bears or the Raiders. I didn't even know those positions were looking for people, but whatever. Because those coaches realize, I think Harbaugh is like, okay, I can't get any closer than this. I got to fourth. uh, We got pounded. Ohio State, for some reason, I think can get closer. I don't know if Michigan can. And Oklahoma's going to take a while with a new coach. USC's going to take a while with a new coach. Uh, and who knows? ACC, Clemson could be back in a year. But I don't see any reason why it won't be Clemson again, Alabama again, and Georgia again next year, and probably Ohio State. Fascinating football podcast. Uh, we'll see what Lincoln Riley can do at SC. He's got the Southern thing. And I don't know if Southern necessarily works. And in, in pro is different. Pro, you could be... A Southern coach, coaching the Giants. You could be an East Costa working uh, coach in Dallas or Arizona. But I think in college, it's a little more regional. It'll be interesting if Lincoln Riley can excel on the West Coast. We'll see. Hopefully. Uh, I'd like to see Oklahoma stay rally. You know? Rally? Re- relevant? I know Michigan beat Ohio State, but they didn't really have a chance of competing in the final four, I don't think, this year. Uh, and I don't think they'll be back anytime soon. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. And I hope that uh, Hutchinson goes to uh, somewhere somewhere good. I hope the Lions don't draft him and ruin his career. If he does go to the Lions, I hope it's good. Okay. Um, oh God, so much football. What are we? All right, we're halfway through, and I'm not even on. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Okay. Don't listen. Turn it off. John Madden died at the age of 85. We would have thought he would have died years ago. What a life. Um he dies with the Madden video game having grossed five bill. Most people playing Madden have no idea who Madden is, was mind blowing the video game stuff. Um, metaverse, social media. I'm so ignorant. I'm too meat and potatoes, but, uh, I do appreciate him as a coach and announcer, but God, man, I don't know any of that video game stuff. I, I, I don't have those skills, right? I'm like stuck in the middle. I have no craft. I have no brick and mortar mortar skills, but I also have no millennial skills. I'm so screwed moving forward. I'm like stuck and I'm hiding. Uh, And now it might be too late to get anything going. What can I offer the world? Yikes. So sometimes I just stop wondering because I'll spin out if I realize how what little effect okay anyway john madden reminds me the reason i love this guy so much he reminds me of my father it's really crazy my dad coached baseball basketball football up into uh i guess once my brother got into high school he was kind of done with that uh he coached before me and after me but he never coached i was only on one team that he coached uh in toledo it was a baseball team uh, for one season, but he coached my brother in football. I think he coached my brother's basketball team and he coached my sister's softball team, I think, but he looked like a cross between John Madden and John Candy, such a classic guy. And just the, the look fit the persona. And he was like Madden probably looked more like candy, but more demeanor of Madden. Um, so that's, I just, I loved all, And now all three are passed away. Um, but uh, yeah, what a great legacy! And he managed the the Raiders of the seventies. Like, there's endless, and that'll lead into this next topic. There's endless personalities from that team, and to have to manage that and get ten wins a season or twelve wins a season. He got he got to one hundred wins before any other coach in history. I should play that clip. I have I, here. I'll play that clip I made. This is voiceover of John Facenda uh, being Madden. Um, Let's see if I can find it here. Okay. Here it is.
1: John Madden walked the earth for the better part of a century. In his time on this mortal coil, he was a Super Bowl champion, as well as a Hall of Fame coach, announcer, and video game creator. Born in Minnesota, raised in Northern California, he played at San Luis Obispo before he began his coaching career at San Diego State And then moving on to the Oakland Raiders. He coached 10 seasons and was quicker to 100 victories than any coach in NFL history. His teams made the AFC title game in seven of those 10 seasons. If not for a miraculous finish in 1972's immaculate reception game in Pittsburgh, he would have had another. Coach Madden and his Raider team reached the pinnacle of professional football when in 1976, they defeated the Minnesota Vikings in the Super Bowl. It would be the first of three Super Bowl victories for the Raiders over the next eight seasons. As an announcer, he was second to none. He would go on to cover 11 Super Bowls for four networks over the next 30 seasons. He won 16 Emmy Awards for Outstanding Sports Analyst. And as of 2013, his Madden football video game has generated over $4 billion. Coach John Madden had an enthusiasm for the game of football, the likes of which we've never seen. If the gods could create a football personality, he would be it. He will be missed, but his footprint will be left on the NFL and the Raider organization forever. Okay, so that's it.
0: That's Tasty. Now that's my voice. And at first, I really I was like, oh, we got something. But listening to it now, uh, after a few times, I'm like, oh, there's some glaring, <laughs> there's some glaring moments that uh, I let up, I let my foot off the gas, which is weird. You think it would just be a voice, but uh, that was my tribute. I sent it to a bunch of people. Fun stuff. Okay, uh, ironically, I was in Pittsburgh for New Year's. I was in Pittsburgh, home of the Steelers, for New Year's. Um, so yeah, that was that uh, was me impersonating John Facenda's famous NFL voice. He was a Philly guy, actually. But uh, Pittsburgh and the Raiders, the Steelers and the Raiders in the 70s, had so many classic rivalry games that were so important. Uh, even as late as 1983, they were playing in the playoffs. And one of the, uh, when, when Brady had his tuck rule ball against the Raiders, one of the things that were so upsetting to me was not only was it a fumble, but had the Raiders won that game, they would have had to go to Pittsburgh, which can you believe the next week you have to go back to Pittsburgh? Uh, after being in New England in that weather, a week later you got to fly back. I don't even. I think you stay on the East Coast. I don't know. But um, and that was Pittsburgh's new stadium that year. That would have been oh one, and that was the first season of Pittsburgh Stadium. So what better way to launch that stadium than to have an AFC Championship game with the Raiders and the Steelers playing there? Uh, it obviously was not the Raiders and the Steelers. It was the Patriots. And the Steelers-Patriots won and then would go on to win their first Super Duper. Um, so, yeah, Pittsburgh for New Year's. So that was cool. There there aren't many cities I haven't been to. That's one. Baltimore is kind of another. I've kind of been through Baltimore. And then Nashville is another one. I think we drove through Pittsburgh as a kid. Uh, we drove Michigan, Toledo, uh, and from there to North Carolina. And I think we drove through Pittsburgh. But other than that, it was my first time. There's so many dimensions to Pittsburgh. It's part Midwest, right? It's part East Coast. It's part Mid-Atlantic. Like there's all these different kind of accents. Uh, yins, instead of y'all, Y-I-N-Z, yins. I, I don't even know what that is. But it's also part Appalachian. Pittsburgh is part like the Appalachian Mountains, part like kind of has this West Virginia country music pickup truck thing to it. Uh, it's where three rivers meet, right? And and it's basically where six different cultures come together. Three rivers, six cultures. Um, but you could still see that in two thousand twenty one, two thousand twenty two. Oh my God, as if I'm still saying two thousand twenty one on my podcast. Uh, just a conflux of cultures, right? Franco Harris's statue. Uh, the running back who made that immaculate reception catch in 1972, his uh, his catch, his statue of him catching that ball is in the airport next to some, next to Heinz, the Heinz guy. I, I don't know if that's a catch-up guy or someone from the Revolutionary War. Anyway, um, and it's crazy this all took place like i was joking that john madden no longer flew because every time he landed and came through that pittsburgh airport he was reminded of franco making that catch and he's like oh my god how many times do i have to endure this so that's why it doesn't fly so that's a funny joke another funny joke i had yeah i've got now got to say it like this this is what it's come to where i have to hear myself say it's funny because nobody's laughing uh, a joke I had was John Madden had to invent the Madden video game to make $5 billion to pay for all his former Raiders to get uh, out on, on bail. Pretty funny. Um, so that's a couple of good jokes. I'll tell you, those 70s Raiders teams could not have been scripted any better. It's just incredible. Um, okay. What do we got? We got about eight minutes left. So three three times i've met celebrities or famous people whatever infamous three times i've met celebrities where i was uh starstruck and geeked out all three times have been through steve Byrne, b-y-r-n-e all three times john hughes son john hughes being the celebrity so his son i was geeking out about meeting his son who looks a lot like him uh and even steve had to be like all right let's we're going to a restaurant. Let's order food, You know, greetings, talk comedy, and then you can have all the questions you want. He'll, he'll be happy to answer them. Geeked out on that one. Geeked out on Brian Doyle Murray, who we met at his house in Kansas City. John Hughes' son was in Chicago. And then this was the third time. And look, I've been, look Tom Hanks was at a show that I did with Tig. And I was thrilled and flattered and, and it was fun. And we talked afterwards in the back. I definitely wasn't geeking out, though. Maybe it's because he saw the show and so he had more to talk to me about. Maybe that was it. But hey, Rocky Blyer. Oh, I just blew it. Rocky Blyer came to our show the other night in Pittsburgh. Um, Rocky Blyer was played at Notre Dame in the sixties, won a title, then went to the Steelers, won four Super Bowls. Still lives in Pittsburgh. Who, why would you leave the city? In between that, served in Vietnam, got shot, almost killed, and lived through it. They told him he never play again, and he just he kept battling. He kept battling. And he's he's shorter than me by, I mean, almost a foot. And he's from, he grew up a Packer fan. He's from Appleton, Wisconsin, um, which says a lot. It's like you spent your first half of your life in the Green Bay area and the second half of your life, uh, or the second two-thirds of your life, in Pittsburgh Steel. Like, those are the two, I'd say, greatest, them and the Cowboys, and the Raiders maybe, I don't know. Uh some great organizations. Patriots have moved up there. Is this a straight football cast? Anyway, so we saw Rocky at the show. He came uh, January 2, so it was a Sunday. And then we saw him at the show at halftime. We got together with him at the Steeler game. I told Andy today, like, I'm asking him about football. He's asking me about comedy. And uh, Steve and Gary the whole time were like, Jesus, how much do you know? Because I was, I was knowing a little more about some of the past games You know, I knew the weather conditions of the 1975 AFC title game, which might have weirded him out. Um, He's like, which one was that? And I was like, the one where you guys barely won, you know, 13-7 or 13-10, I think, or 10-7 or something like that. Uh, He's like, Jesus, kid, get a girlfriend. But uh, there's just a few times I've geeked out in my adult life, and those are the three. And uh, just Rocky Blair, sweetest guy. His daughter kind of handles him, goes with him. And he looks amazing, looks great. And you could tell he's just – he came back from Vietnam, man, and, like, no matter what you told him, like, he's like, well, I'm just going to work so hard that you're going to have to kick me off this field. And he's just a little piece of iron. And he knew – I talked to him. I think he was excited that I remembered he caught that pass. He jumped so high to catch a pass in the Super Bowl to end the first half in 1978, I believe. And all those guys joke, but uh, – he does deserve credit. It was a sweet catch. Um, so yeah, Rocky had forgotten about stuff I was reminding him of, which is great. But I think he's like, yeah, I lived it, and I moved on. You don't need to dwell, good or bad. But his story uh, was portrayed by Robert Urich in a biography in a made-for-TV movie, I believe. And uh, Oh, which is funny, because I also geeked out on John Capoletti years ago, because we were both speaking at Chase Sarah for a fundraiser, and I geeked out there a little bit. Uh, but Capaletti's, we've known them for years because we went to the same grade school. So that's uh, not quite the same. But that's interesting. Two great running backs, Blyer and Capaletti, uh, from about the same era. One Notre Dame, one Penn State. One Heisman winner, one went to Vietnam. Uh, anyway, Robert Uric, of course, was Jake Spoon in Lonesome Dove. So Jake Spoon was played by um, Rock. God, I could have asked Rocky if he got to meet Robert Uric if you like Lonesome Dove. Okay, Uh, where are we? Jesus, what a way to come back. What a podcast to come back to. This should get everybody back on track. Uh, Rest in peace to who? Yeah, we lost a couple, right? We lost Dan Reeves, another football guy, and we lost Betty White, huge football name. Okay? So, celebs die in threes, which is ridiculous. It's just endless stream, right? Okay um that's it for this episode i um god I, I can't there's some topics here i want to talk about we can't get into it with two minutes left in the episode um wow well, maybe we won't make it to 30 minutes so that's all thanks for tuning in maybe i should make this a monthly maybe i will we'll see how it goes this week there's so much stuff on the plate but um it was great i've been watching too much uh i'm going through narcos again i started from the beginning I kind of watch, I like to watch stuff if it's in Spanish or French or even a little Italian to uh, to get my brain moving because it keeps, I don't want to just watch, be a passive viewer. I'm like, if I can get something out of this. I used to go to this Catholic church uh, on Melrose, Christ the King. This Spanish mass was at noon on Sundays. And I'd go because I'd be like, oh, I can, I can double, double it up here. I can work Spanish muscles and then also get the whole um, deliverance from evil type thing. Uh, fill the soul. So um, so I'm watching Narcos, man. And I, I think I'm watching too much because I'm having weird dreams. And uh, I talked to a few people, and they're like, you can't watch a couple episodes before going to bed. I mean, you're filling your head with some of that horrid stuff. But, my God, it's entertaining. And it's well-written, well-directed. It's uh, pretty much accurate. Lo- let's say loosely nonfiction. So uh, tune into that. Uh, it's now into Narcos, Mexico. It talks about all the cocaña that was made, uh, started kind of Peru, Chile and mountains, worked its way up through those areas to, uh, Colombia and then, uh, eventually Mexico. Okay. Fascinating. Right. Um, that's it. That's all I got. That's 30 minutes. That's enough. I mean, we could have wrapped this at minute three and called it, but, uh, I'll be in Arizona this weekend. If anybody wants to go to the Cardinals Seahawks game, uh cardinals had a roadblock a little bit of a speed bump not a roadblock speed bump three losses but to win a game against that dallas team on the road is pretty uh, impressive the way they did it too i the final was like 25 22 or something but they really did handle their business and that's a good team coming away with a victory there is great should handle the seahawks but there is some fight in that team i wouldn't put it past russ or Pete carroll um and a little surprise for you for sunday so for next week i'll have something good all right guys thanks for listening keen on things podcast keen of comedy uh, on all social platforms k-e-a-n-e i love you have a good week Uh, stay healthy and uh, one week at a time you know one week at a time one day at a time one hour at a time keep pushing thanks